Wherever you are, it's midnight somewhere. You're listening to Pulp Fury Radio. As always, I am your eternal hostess, the librarian. I do hope this transmission finds you well. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Panic and Terror, by the horrors that lurk in the coldest depths of the ocean and in the dark space between the stars. I hope you're listening alone, because you never really know just who you can trust. Now, make yourself comfortable, lock your doors, and dim the lights as we begin tonight's feature presentation titled It Came from the Bottom of the Ocean, but also from Space. Since the beginning of time itself, mankind has feared the night, the setting sun giving rise to the fear of the unseen and the unknown. The human race has always found comfort in the light, forgetting that the earth itself spins silently in the endless night of space. One such night a new star appeared in their sky. It fell, tumbling in fire, its white-hot tail piercing the cool night sky as it fell down into the ocean off the coast of a small town called Rayleigh Cove. From the depths of space it came, and into the cold, dark heart of the sea, it sank. Come on, Slowpoke. <laughs> you still haven't said where we're going. Out on the water. But where out on the water? Just out. I want to look at the stars. Uh, you can see the stars from here. Yes, but I want to look at them on the water. Come on, get in the boat already. Birthday girl says so. I don't know. Uh, isn't there a rule about drinking and boating? I'll drive. Oh, well, I'll keep drinking then. Push us off the dock, will you? <laughs> How do you live on an island and not have an outboard? Because I like to row. I used to go out fishing with my dad in this thing. Before his accident. Rowing connects you with the water. Hey, so long as you're doing the connecting. <clears throat> hey, don't just throw junk into the ocean, you litterbug. <laughs> litterbug? How old are you? I'm 17. And all I want for my birthday is to look at the stars alone with my boyfriend. Though I can't for the life of me remember why. Uh, it's because I'm awesome. There. Don't you think it's pretty out here? I think it's pretty wherever you are. I think that was lame and you've been drinking. I think you should come a little closer. What was that? I don't know, wave or something. The water's still though. And we bumped into one of my beer bottles. Poetic justice served, now get over here. Okay, something definitely just bumped the boat. Stupid cock-blocking fish. I'm taking us in. Shit! What? I just saw something come out of the water. Jesus, Joel, now's not the time to try and scare me. No, I, I'm not! Well, what was it? I don't, I don't know, it was just a, a, a long shape. Why have you stopped rowing? The oars caught on something. Here, give it to me. <clears throat> I won't budge. Ah, shit! What happened? Something... Something just pulled it out of my hands. Joel, there's something under the boat. Oh my god, it's wrapped around the boat! G- g- give me the other oar! 
It won't let go! The boat is breaking up! Come on, Christy. we got to swim. Something touched my leg. Keep swimming. Christy? Christy? No! Christy! Christy! Christy, where are you? Oh, get help! God, you're all right. I, I'm cold. Come here. Come here, we'll get you inside. Oh, shit. I thought I'd lost you, Christy. Uh, it, uh... What could have done that? What is tentacles like that? It's hungry. What? Jesus, Christy, are you bleeding? Wait, what is that in your mouth? <coughs> What Joel hadn't seen beneath the water was the last thing that Christy Baxter ever saw. As long threads wrapped around her waist and neck, dragging her silently under the waves, the sweeping beam from the lighthouse allowed her a moment's clarity on what lay on the ocean floor. In the chilling water, an eye formed in the massive, shapeless dark. With the last of her air burning in her lungs, her panicked thoughts were only of death. If she had any idea what was to come, Christy would have welcomed something as simple as death. Now the thing beneath the waves that traveled inside her had spread to him. As Christy turned towards the town of Rayleigh Cove, Joel began to walk into the ocean, stepping beneath the surface to feed what lay beneath. Good morning, Inspector. Have you come to walk me to work again? I have, ma'am. Do I have to tell you every time to call me Gabby? Yes, ma'am. Something tells me that getting you to change your ways is something that doesn't happen often. Nah, I suppose I'm stubborn like that, ma'am. How's your research going? Hmm. Like marine biology usually goes. Slow but steady. I've never had my own team before. I mean, it's only two, but being in charge, I'm still getting used to it. We've only been in Rayleigh Cove for a few months, but there's such interesting life here. Mm -hmm. It's the mix of warm and cold waters, brings in all the different species, and then they interbreed, forming some rare specimens. I think they might be new subspecies out there too. We found a few carapaces that suggest a different kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry, I go on sometimes. This must be boring you. No, not at all. 
I asked about it. Chief Inspector, what's your 1020? Over. This is Inspector Hall. I'm out by Mason Head. What's the situation? Over. 1054 by the lighthouse, sir. Over. I'm on my way. Over and out. I have to go. Of course. Thank you for the company, Inspector. My pleasure, ma'am. Call me Gabby. And Frank? Maybe sometime you should just call me. Yes, ma'am. Morning, Sergeant Peel. What do we have? Morning, boss. Gel Masters. Very dead. Sergeant, a living man has to earn your respect. A deceased one should always have it. Oh, sorry, boss. Gel Masters, 20 years old, found by Kenny Leichhardt and his dog this morning. What's left of his body washed up here at first tide. Given the nature of his wounds would suggest he went for a late-night swim and something turned him into a late-night snack. Mm. Sorry, Inspector. You sure it's an animal attack? I'm no expert, sir. But if you look close, what's left has these small teeth marks all over. A grey nurse or tiger shark, maybe? Maybe. Left arm and leg severed. Right half of him all but gone. Have any other parts washed up? No, sir. I've closed off the beach and combed the area. Nothing else came ashore. The police tape drew a bit of a crowd. His parents were there too, so... Right. They've been informed. When did they last see him? Said he went out last night with his girlfriend, Christy Baxter. Head over to the Baxters as soon as we're done here. Make sure she got home all right. It's a damn shame. Kid that young. Get Dr. Walters to have a look at him. Tell us what she thinks. Sir, the coroner over in Port Adelaide can tell us that. If this was a shark attack, we need to know now. Plus, Dr. Walters can tell us what the currents were doing last night and where we should start looking. Bates, this is Peel. Charlotte, can you or Bernie call Dr. Walters and ask her to come out to the hospital? Jerry, for God's sake, use a coaster. Han, remember my leg? You cracked your knee in that fall, dear, not your common sense. My point is, getting up to get a coaster hurts more than it's worth. Would you go see what the bloody dog wants? I can't handle both you and Daisy barking at the same time. What was that? Sometimes I think you have more in common with that dog than with civilised people. Daisy! Daisy, what is it? What? Christy? Well, where have you been in that? Daisy, shh! Well... Say something for yourself, girl. You've me and your father worried to death. Mum. Yes? Out with it. It... it... brought me home, Mum. What was that? Christy, what... What's wrong with your eyes? Well, Doris, was it Christy or not? What? What's wrong with you? (coughs) 
Hi, I'm Dr. Walters. This is my research assistant, Alex White. We're here to look at a body. Oh yes, Constable Grayson is in the morgue already. She can let you in. Thank you. Excuse me, Constable Grayson, is it? Yes, ma'am. Dr. Walters, I presume? The lab coat gave it away. Follow me. Thank you for looking at this. I know it's not your usual field of expertise. Anything I can do to help? How bad is it? The, the body, I mean. Alex is a bit squeamish, but I insist on having a second pair of eyes to look over any findings. And no one I know knows sharks like Alex. It's pretty bad. Oh, great. The body's on the table. Brace yourself. <gasps> Are you alright, ma'am? Uh, I'm fine. It's just so much more... mangled than I would have imagined. Usually a shark bites, doesn't like the taste of you, then leaves the rest. This looks like it's been... Chewed on? Yes. Alex? Alex, can you get in here, please? What is it, Dr. Walters? Alex, please take a quick look at... Tell me what you think. I need another set of eyes on this. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez, there's not much... There's not much left of him. No, but these bite marks, they seem... Too small and consistent, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes. Yes, no shark bites like that. They they rip more than pierce. It looks more like a series of cone-shaped teeth. What does that mean? It means this was not a shark attack. So what was it? Honestly, Constable, I have no idea. Nothing from the ocean bites like that. Wait, what's this? What? There's some residue embedded in some of the bone. It, it appears to be dissolving. Where? Tweezers, please, Constable, and a Petri dish. Here, will a jar do? What have you got? It isn't dissolving. It looks to be burrowing into the remaining tissue. There, that's got it. There's more there, too. Collect as much as you can, Alex. What is it? I haven't the faintest idea at the moment, Constable. I'll know more once we get it back at our lab under a microscope. For now, we'll simply have to say that it's unidentified. I don't get it, Inspector. If it was a shark attack, why are we interviewing anybody? At the very least, we need to be sure she got home safe, Sergeant. She may be traumatised or even injured. But that's not just it, is it, Inspector? No, not all of it. This is about your gut feeling. Brains get old, Sergeant. Your gut never does. Nobody home? Their car's still here. It's a small town, Inspector. People walk. They bike. Jerry Baxter's got a bad knee. He doesn't walk or bike anywhere. Boss. Give it a minute, Sergeant. No, boss, look. It's a dead dog. Jesus, tango dancing Christ. It's been stripped to the bone. Sergeant, call in and get an APB out for Christy Baxter, with Jerry Baxter and Doris Baxter as persons of interest. Yes, sir. All units, APB for Christy, Jerry Baxter and Doris Baxter on a 1091D. Baxter is 10.15 and we are currently en route back to the station. Over. Arrested? On what charge? Over. Boss, I found her wandering Dunmere Wharf covered in blood. Thought she'd been in an accident so I stopped her. She seemed doped or something. I don't think it's her blood so I cuffed her. Over. No doubt it is. Peel and I are over at the Baxter place now. Looks like someone mauled the dog. Over. Inspector? 
Inspector, this is Dr. Walters. I'm with Constable Grayson at the morgue. Could you take a look at the body? Check the wounds for a dark green substance, but stay clear of it. All right. Hang on a second. Over. Your eyes are better than mine. You see anything, Ed? Yeah, yeah. Just there. Little bits of dark ink or something. Ah! Well, you all right? Yeah, I feel like it bit me. Dr. Walters, that's confirmed. What is this stuff? Over. I don't know yet, Inspector. We're working on it. I need you to quarantine the area around the dog. Will do, Doctor. Grayson, we're going to be here a while. You head on back to the station and watch Miss Baxter with Helms till I get there. I don't want anyone alone with this girl till we figure what's going on. Copy. Over. Copy. Over and out. Oh, good grief, boss. Do you think she ate her dog? Honestly, Sergeant, I'm starting to wonder whether she ate her boyfriend. You know, Bernie, you could help me file her paperwork rather than just staring at a high school girl through one-way glass. That's a lot of blood on her. Did she look cut at all to you? I didn't find any injuries. A nurse is supposed to be coming to check. Although they're taking their time responding. I don't see a scratch. It all belongs to someone else. Suppose it must. Hugh at Hall said? Said she chewed up a dog. Well, we can find out when the inspector gets back to interrogate her. Nah, fuck that. I'm going in. What? You can't. You don't have the authority. This, sweetheart, is how you get the authority. I'd get Sergeant Stripes for sure if I can get her confession. Afternoon, sweetheart. Sit down, love. Let's have a chat. I said sit down. Fine. Have it your way. Stand for the next ten years for all I care. That's right, little miss. You're going away for a long time, chewing up your dog like that. People hate animal abuse, but you cooperate? Maybe we can sort something out. <laughs> that got your attention, huh? Here's the brass tax, Messy. What's gotten into you? <laughs> Meth? Crack? I hear you kids even do something with bath salts. Whatever it is, you tell me where you got it, and maybe, maybe I can help you. Need to make more... What was that? Carbon... Bright it I had to make more join with me what what the fuck get off me you get down on the ground get down on the ground now or I will shoot you it's okay Helms I've got this don't try and move. I sat down on the ground. Helms, are you all right? Helms? Bernie? The bullet caught Grayson in the chest and sprayed blood all over the wall behind her. Another shot and she collapsed. Helms lowered the gun, looking at it. He turned to Christie and took his keys from his pocket and unlocked the cuff from one wrist. There was a silent understanding between them as they both turned and looked out of the window, out across the town to the lighthouse and the ocean below. Murray Braverman was three weeks away from his 62nd birthday and for 40 years had lived and worked as the Dunmere Point Lighthouse Operator. He could still remember when they changed the light from candle to electric lamp, his uncle Cyril grumbling that the damn thing would never work as well and people were bound to die. Some days he felt married to the old white rook, standing and watching over the ships and shore, white like a bride in her gown. For better or for worse, in sickness and in health, Murray tended the light, 
and tended the tower. He had just completed the afternoon checklist after turning on the light a little earlier due to cloud cover and was settling down to a can of soup cooked over his camping stove when there was a knock on the door. Evening, officer. Oh, was I speeding? <laughs> I need the light. Uh, what's that? I need the light. Uh, are you okay, officer? You're looking a mite pale. I need the light. Uh, listen, son, I I'm always happy to help out a law fella, but I ain't got the foggiest what you're on about. The light. I need it. It's too dark. I need the light to feed. I'm afraid I don't follow. Turn the light at the water. Hold it there. Now, listen, son, that, that light has to turn for the ships, you know? It's not too dark just now, but who knows? You will move the light to me. What? Where, where's Inspector Hall? What's he got to say about all this? Move the light. Oh, oh, okay, uh, just, just, just take it easy now. Uh, where, 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 where do you want it? On the water. But, but, but where? More. More. There. I see now. What? That, <laughs> that, that police boat there? That's what you want lit up. It, ha, have they? Why, why is someone tied up? My God, that. They, they, they threw her overboard. What in the name of Jesus? <laughs> Inspector Hall sped down the lighthouse drive and was shocked to see another squad car there. He pulled up next to police unit one. It was parked at an angle like it had skidded to a halt. The boot was open and its carpet was stained red with blood. Hall undid the clasp on his sidearm and considered getting the shotgun from his vehicle when he saw someone coming out of the lighthouse. Murray! Is that you? Who is that? Helms? What the hell are you doing here? Why haven't you been responding to the radio calls? Are you injured? Jeez, your mouth, your hands. Helms, what happened here? Whose blood is that? Officer, stay where you are. Drop the hammer. Get a hold of yourself. Stop right there. Stop or I will fire on you. Okay? I'm fine. Here, let me help you up. Jesus, you're bleeding. So I'm alive. What was he doing? What was that thing in his mouth? I don't know. Is anyone else hurt? I don't know. Put the gun down. What? Put the weapon down, step away, and put your hands behind your head. You can't be serious. You just shot an officer of the law. 
He was going to kill you. Put the gun down. Step away. Put your hands behind your head. Do it now. Frank! Please don't make me shoot you, Gabby. There. Now, Frank, listen to me. We did some tests. Most of them are inconclusive, but under the microscope... Put your hands on your head, Doctor. Under the microscope, the cell's behavior was unlike anything I've ever seen. At first, it was like an infection, but it didn't just infect healthy cells. It changed their behavior. Rayleigh General, this is Inspector Hall. We have an officer down at Dunmere Lighthouse, requesting emergency response. Over. Each cell took over another and then divided. Then each new cell consumed another. When white blood cells attacked... Medical dispatch, this is Inspector Hall requesting emergency assistance. Do you copy? Over. The unknown cells attached but didn't consume. Instead, they used them to attack healthy cells. Medical dispatch, do you copy? Over. Are you listening to me? No! I'm taking Bernie and myself. Get in the front, and if you try and leave, I promise I will shoot you. Dr. Walters got in the car and waited as Hall lifted Constable Helms and lay him down on the back seat. There was something dark on his teeth, but Hall decided it was just blood, which was all the more reason for him to hurry. Slipping into the driver's seat, he leant over and buckled her seatbelt. He pulled out of the lighthouse drive and turned on the siren. Will you listen to me now? I'm going to take this man to the emergency room. He was going to kill you. Officer Bernie Helms is under my care and is my responsibility. If he dies, he has a wife. She's pregnant. Inspector, Frank, you know me. I wouldn't have done that without reason. Okay, what I'm saying was that green inky residue is some kind of life form, or at least part of one. It infests a host and controls it feeding on fresh tissue to produce more of itself in order to spread to another host. We had two petri dishes with a sample in each. When we damaged one, both would respond. It communicates somehow. I've never seen anything like it. And it's my solemn belief that any person who's become a host will be devoured from the inside while finding new hosts for it to spread to. Bernie has been contaminated and was going to either infect you or eat you so it could infect others. You shouldn't be saying any of this without a lawyer present. We're here. You're coming in with me. Jesus, Frank, where am I going to go? Get out of the car. Mind your head. Officer Down! I need assistance! Hey! Officer Down, we need help here! Shit! Hello? Anyone? Finally, Dr. Nielsen, thank God. I've got an officer down, gunshot wounds to the head and neck out in my car. Please hurry. What is the matter with you? Hurry! Join with me. Inspector, I don't think that's Dr. Nielsen anymore. Stop it. Dr. Nielsen. Join. Frank? Frank, there's more of them. Toby, Sarah, Graham, Scott, all of you. You all know me. What are you doing? Join. Dr. Walters, get behind me. We're going to back out of here and get in the car. Join. Stay back, all of you. This is your only warning. Join. Gabby, behind you. Ah, get her off of me. Gabby. All fired. 
the bullet striking the nurse in his cheek, which erupted in a plume of red and oozing green. The others were closer now, swarming forward in a mass of clawing hands, their mouths open and oozing. With her hands cuffed, Dr. Walters was unable to catch her balance and fell prone. Hands grabbed her and turned her over, spilling a wriggling green mass onto her shirt. She kicked and fought, trying to push herself away. Hall fired again, this time striking the tendril directly, which quickly burned into ashes. Everybody in the mob screamed at once, the collective screech of unspeakable words made by an unspeakable voice. Give me a hand. I'm cuffed. Here, come on, we've got to run. Joy. Frank, there are more of them coming from the town. What? Over there. There's at least six more moving like they do. Oh, Jesus, they're blocking the road. Reverse! How the hell are there so many of them? Get to the lab. I'll show you what we know. Look out! Just then, Doris Baxter ran into the side of the car, shattering the driver's window with a single punch that left her hand a bloodied crook. Tendrils of dark green splattered from her throat onto the window and began to pull at the pieces of cracked glass. Hall raised his revolver and fired, shattering the window and driving the mob back in a single unified scream as he floored the squad car and sped off down the road. We can't drive directly there. If one of them sees us, they might bring the others. We'll, we'll, we'll drive till we're almost out of town and double back along the beach. Here are the handcuff keys. Can you get to them yourself? I'll try. And Gabby, I'm sorry I arrested you. Apology accepted. I did shoot an officer, after all. Shit. He's still in the back. Do you think he's dangerous? No, 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 no. This thing needs a living host. The lab samples were only active if living cells were present. So he's dead, then? I'm sorry, Frank. We're almost out of town. You better load that shotgun. At the edge of town, Inspector Hall took the ammunition and pistol from Constable Helm's body and laid his hat over the dead man's eyes. He then took the binoculars, flashlights, and road flares from the car's boot. It was almost dark as they headed down to the beachfront. What else do you know about these things? Not much. I came looking for you as soon as we realized a host could infect others. Any idea how quickly it could spread? It's hard to say. But from what we've seen, an infected must be able to spawn new parasites very quickly after indoctrination. Do... Do you think there's anything left of the person inside? I don't know. It takes control, like the cordyceps fungi. I don't know if the individual is conscious and can see what its body is doing, or if it's in a sort of mental coma. Is there any chance we can bring these people back? I don't think... I doubt it. Any sufficiently intelligent parasite learns to kill its host on extraction as a deterrent. Even then, this thing has to be in the brain and nervous system. I'm sorry, Frank. Shh! What is it? Over on the street. Looks like a group. Are they hosts? Give me the binoculars. They aren't moving, right? Something's wrong with them. Oh, Jesus, there's more. They're all moving together. Oh, God. What? They're doing a sweep of the whole town. They're looking for more people to infest. I've got to get out there. Frank, no! I have to protect them. It's my duty. Frank! Inspector, listen to me. You can't help them. Not on your own. Even with the two of us, we'd only be able to take a few before they'd have us overwhelmed. We have to get to the lab. 
Maybe we can stop the infestation and people can go back to normal, but right now, I need you to stay calm and stay here with me. God damn it. Okay, you're right. Let's keep moving. There's the lab up ahead. It's dark. Why are all the lights off? I don't know. Maybe Alex shut them down. Well, it helps us stay in cover. None of them have seen us yet. Do you have the keys ready? No need. It's a key code. There. Okay, keep the lights off. Alex. Alex. Over there. Something moved. Alex? It's me and Inspector Hall. Move the torch over there, Frank. Alex, there you are! Get back! Alex, put the wrench down! Get back! Both of you! Alex, it's me! I saw people on the beach attack each other, hold people down and spit this sludge into them. They stopped resisting and just went along with everyone else. It's that thing in the lab. It's spreading! That's right, Alex. We came back here to see what we could learn about it, to stop it. Put the wrench down, son. Fuck you! How do I know you aren't like them? Because... I haven't shot you. Look, I'm putting my gun down. If I had this thing in me, I'd have fired on you already, right? Alex, put the wrench down. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna keep it with me, though, in case that thing in the lab gets out. Gets out? It was in a Petri dish when I left. It's grown. I put it near Sebastian to see how it reacted to something living, and it... It ate him. Sebastian. A fiddler crab. It just ate him? It infested him first, but then he didn't move. An hour later, he was nothing but shell, and that goop was moving around his tank like ink. Frank, didn't you say the Baxter girl ate her dog? It looked like it, yeah. So this thing needs a human host. Animals won't do. I'd say so. From what I've seen, its cellular structure is something we've never seen before anywhere on Earth. It must be extraterrestrial. Jesus, are you seriously suggesting that this thing is an alien? Isn't that obvious? It has to have come from space. No, no, the first victim was attacked while swimming. It came from the bottom of the ocean. No, it came from the bottom of the ocean, but also from space. Wait, didn't you say that each part of this thing is connected? If a piece of it is in the other room, won't it know we're here? I don't think so. It needed a host to spread, so it needs a body to fully function. It may not be able to see or communicate without a host body. Either way, I'm staying out of the lab. Even if it is stuck in the crab tank, I'm staying away from that thing. What was that? Keep your voice down. This is why I have a wrench. Shh. There it is again. If it's knocking, it doesn't know we're here. Everybody get down and stay quiet. Hello? Is anyone there? Dr. Walters? It's Peel. You don't know that. I've at least got to check. Bullshit. If he's one of them, we'll all be exposed. Is someone in there? Please, let me in. This town's gone insane. If he keeps knocking, he'll get their attention anyway. Inspector, do not open that door. He's right, Alex. Don't be cute with him, Gabby. Not fucking now. If he's infested, he'll bring all of them here and we'll all die or become one of them. I'm opening the door. No, I won't let you. Listen, son. You're outnumbered and outgunned here. Open the door. I think I see some of them coming. Are you going to shoot me, Inspector? Are you going to put your sergeant down if he's one of them? Yes. I'll do what it takes. It's the right thing to do, Alex. I don't care about right, Dr. Walters. I just want to live. 
Inspector, thank God. It's a madhouse out there. Easy, Sergeant. Just take it easy. Why is everybody looking at me like that? How did you know we were here? I... I, I don't... I don't know. I... I just figured you might be. Take his gun, Frank. What? What is this? Ed, very slowly, hand me your weapon. Frank, it's me. You can have my gun. It's empty anyhow. What happened? How did you know we were here? I went to the hospital. Like you said, something was off. People were missing. Then I found Doris Baxter. I was about to question her about what happened at her house. But her hands were bloody. Bits of dog fur were still on her teeth. Then she and some of the others there, patients and staff, they all started to move together. They came at me. I drew my gun, but they didn't stop, so I fired. I fired at them, and they didn't, they didn't care. This inky stuff came out of them. I ran, then they came after me, and I shot at them. I, I might have hit, I don't even know. The same thing happened to us. It's the perfect trap. Anyone in trouble goes there and gets infected. It's a clever little son of a bitch. I got out, but they were after me. Not, not just the hospital staff, but people out in the street. People in the town square. It was like they all knew and they were all after me. I remember Dr. Walters talking about the inky stuff we found on the dead dog. It looked like the same stuff coming out of the hospital folk, so I figured she might know something and you might be here too. I'm not one of them, Inspector. I swear. I believe you. Infested ones. They don't talk properly or move easily. Like the thing inside of them is still learning how to move them. It uses them like a puppet. That could change. It'd be my guess that the longer it remains inside a host, the more it learns about us. Every hour and every new body it takes gives it more experience controlling a person. By tomorrow they could be indistinguishable. Then what are we going to do about it? We kill it before it spreads. No. Even if we had the manpower, these are still people. We have to cure them. You don't cure a parasite. You have to remove it, and we don't have the resources or the test subjects to even begin figuring out how to do that. Then we call for help. We get the army in to contain the town. Oh, they'll never believe us. They'll treat it like any other outbreak, and all it'll do is bring it more bodies for this thing to corrupt. Even so, it may be our best option. It's better than nothing. Unless we just stay hidden, then we'll all hey. die. You I'm listen not to reason? I'm not going to die here. Hey! What's the lighthouse looking at? What? The lighthouse. I went over there because the light isn't moving, and that's where we found Bernie. What's the light doing just pointing at that one spot? Look, there. There's something towards the light. A boat? Binoculars. Who's got binoculars? Here. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's a boat. Not sure who... They've got people all chained up with them. They, they just lost someone overboard. And another one. They're way down. So they'll sink. They're sinking people into the ocean. Jesus. They're drowning them? No. They're feeding it. Feeding what? We... We thought these things were communicating, but... Those separated parts of the original sample we had. When we damaged one, both would respond. At the time, we thought it was communicating, but now I think it's behaving like a hive mind. One central intelligence controlling each parasite in each host. Like a new limb of its body. That's the part of the beach where we found Joel Master's body. It had been chewed up and washed ashore. Then that must be where it is. 
Wherever it came from, it's trapped there, under the ocean. If we kill that thing, will the others stop? We can't know for sure, but it makes sense. The infected hosts are part of the body, but the body can't live without the brain. Then that's what we do. We build a bomb, weigh it down, and drop it right on top of that son of a bitch. We have fuel in the storage room. And an LPG cylinder. Chains for weight. The research boat is on Hudson's dock. It's a few hundred metres between us and that thing. If we keep quiet, we can get to it easily. By the time it notices us, we'll be right on top of it. Alright, Alex and Ed, you two work on building the bomb. I'll work on a fuse. We got the flares from the squad car, the powder and primers from a few shotgun shells, and that should do it. Gabby, no one knows these waters better than you. Can you figure out how deep the water is? I need to know how long to make the fuse. I've got some sonar data on it in the office. Shouldn't be a problem. Okay, good. You boys be quiet in that storage shed. Like Ed said, we'll have the best chance if we can go unnoticed. I'm going to give Ed his gun back. I think we can all agree he's on the level. Alex, take Bernie's gun. Ed will show you how to use it. Gabby can keep the shotgun. She's already saved my ass with it once. All right, Inspector. Got it, boss. Keep the lights off. Keep your eyes open. This town needs us more than ever, and I do not intend to let it down. I did some calculations. Based on the water temp, salinity, and night currents, you'll want this thing to sink for at least 42 seconds. Okay. Thanks. Frank, are you all right? I'm fine. You just seem to be loading that revolver very slowly. I suppose I am. I guess I'm just wondering where these bullets will be going. You only fired in defense. You were doing your job. My job. 17 years I've been doing this job. In that time, Rayleigh Cove has not had one homicide. I've only drawn my gun twice on duty and I've never fired it anywhere but on the range. Today I fired it empty. How many people died today, Gabby? How many more will? I don't know. Frank, you can't blame yourself for that. For any of this. You took an oath to serve and protect, and you've been doing that as best you can. As best anyone could, given what we're facing. It's not just today, Gabby. If we kill the main host, the hive mind, or whatever it is, will people get better, or will they just die? I don't know. Could you guess? If I had to speculate, the hive mind is able to control them. So it has to be attached to their brainstem. So when it dies, they probably will too. Even if not, it needs to eat to propagate. And I suspect it eats a host from the inside out. So in layman's terms, a survivor will be too hollowed out to live. To put it bluntly. Do you realise that by sunrise we may be the only people left alive in this town? Yes. Do you realise that because of us this will stop here? This won't spread past Rayleigh Cove. The horror that started here will end here. Could you tell me that again tomorrow? When it's all done? Sure. Gabby, I, I, I never got to tell you that... We did it! One big LPG with two compressed air canisters all chained together with nails stuck all over it for shrapnel. How's the fuse coming? Primed and ready. You got the keys, Gabby? They're on the pegboard in the lab. I'll go. Right, Alex, help me attach the fuse. Now, everyone remember, in case I'm not there when the time comes, strike the flare, then give it nine seconds before you throw it over. 
Right. I'll be carrying a spare flare just in case. Now, when we actually get... What was that? The crab tank. Peel. Peel! Peel! Join with me. Oh my god! Stand back. I'm sorry, Ed. They know. Fuck me, they know we're here. Let's move. Get the keys. Here they come. So many. What do we do? Keep moving. We're nearly there. Shit, I'm out. Move. There's more of them coming. There. There's the boat. Something's wrong. They've all stopped. They're just standing still now. Someone's already on the dock. Who's there? Christy? Inspector, don't fight. Join with me. Frank, they're surrounding us. You destroyed this town. You killed all those people. I didn't kill. They joined me. This town joined. The next town will join. Then the next. Your planet will join with me. Join! No. Shit! Join with me. They're coming! Join! Join with me. Inspector Hall dropped his empty revolver. Then he charged at Christy Baxter, shoulder first, Ah. tackling her off the dock. Frank! Join! I'm out! Get to the boat! In the water, Christy clawed at Inspector Hall's face and eyes, swirls of green sludge lashing out from her mouth. Hall fought to keep his head above water, pushing her away, trying to swim to the boat until she grabbed hold of his ankle and began to pull him under the gently lapping waves. Frank! Come on! Forget him! Let's go! No! Under the water, Christy held Frank by the head, pulling him closer to her gaping mouth filled with lashing tendrils. Frank felt the air burn in his lungs as red and black sparks shot over his vision. He fumbled against her in the dark water, unable to strike or push her away. Then, he remembered the flare tucked into his belt. He pulled it out, struck the top, and shoved the flaming stick into Christie's open mouth. She screeched and clawed at the stick as it burned the thing in her throat, scorching a hole through the back of her head. Christy Baxter and the thing commanding her sank to the ocean floor as Inspector Frank Hall swam to the surface. Diving in after us. Does anyone have any bullets left? I'm reloaded. Get back. That thing took Ed. That means it knows we're coming. Who knows if it can defend itself? Just remember, nine seconds, then the blast will be right on top of it. We're almost to the spotlight. All right, I'll cut the motor. What was that? Something hit the boat. God, 
I can see through the water. It's massive. Alex? Alex, get away from the side. What? Oh. Where'd he go? I don't see him. Frank, where did he go? <gasps> no. It has him. It has Alex. One shell left. Join with me. No. Uh, it's crushing the boat. It won't let go. Hang on. Maybe we can cut it with the outboard. Gabby! Light the fuse! I'll try and keep it back! Frank! Light the fuse! Ah. Why was the hell? Frank? Frank? Okay. Okay, light the fuse. Nine seconds. One. She began two, the count as panic three, struck her heart. Four. Her eyes Six, scanning the surface for any seven, sign of Frank Hall. Eight. Nine. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. She could see the flare's light growing smaller as it sank, illuminating the nightmarish massive tentacles that led down to an unspeakable beast formed in the shape of nightmares. From behind her, a tendril lashed around her throat and pulled her onto her back. There was a low thud and a much louder one. A massive plume of water erupted capsizing the boat and sending Gabby into the sea. A shriek emerged from the shore, a unified scream of a thousand voices along with the voice of something deep below the ocean surface. Gabby clung to the side of the boat and gazed down. In the beam of the lighthouse, the ocean floor had turned into a dark, murky mess out of which came a single dark shape, which rose to the surface and floated there by her side. He didn't speak, but he was breathing. Dr. Walters threw one arm around the unconscious man and began to swing for shore. Where am I? Mother of Mercy in Bellamy. How are you feeling? All right, I suppose. What happened? It worked. We dropped the charge and it tore that thing apart. You were under when it happened. Some shrapnel must have caught you. It... Frank, I think I have to come out and just tell you. You lost your leg. It was cut nearly clean off when I pulled you to shore. What about the people? The ones infested? They... They all died. It got into their brain, and when, when it died, the shock killed them. I'm so sorry, Frank. There was nothing we could have done for them. How many? You should rest, Frank. How many? 112. 112. I know. That's such a big loss, but there was nothing more we could have done for them. I know. And I know I should be happy we made it at least. You and me. At least we have that. I should go. You need rest. Gabby. Will you be back soon? Yes.
I promise. He took her hand and drew her closer. Gabby Walters leaned forward and kissed his forehead. I'll see you real soon, Inspector. She stood and left the room, gently closing the door behind her. Nurse? Yes, miss? Could you keep an eye on the inspector for me? Let me know if there's any signs of... unusual behavior. Of course. Are you worried about brain damage? Yes. Something like that. And nurse? Yes? Don't get too close to him. Dr. Gabrielle Walters left the hospital with the chief inspector resting in a bed, the both of them having dealt with horrors beyond imagination, and lived to tell the tale. But how much of that man survived? And is he alone in that hospital bed? As she climbed into her car, Gabby Walters tried, truly tried, to remember if his eyes had always been that darkest shade of green. Could there be something living inside of him? Something that could pretend to be human? Something which came from the bottom of the ocean, but also from space? Thank you for listening to Pulp Fury Radio. Please stick around for the credits and a sneak preview of our next episode. It came from the bottom of the ocean, but also from space. Written by B.T. Calloway. Directed, edited, and produced by B.T. Calloway and Elliot J. O'Neill. Starring Thomas Bradshaw as Inspector Frank Hall. Nikki McRae as Dr. Gabby Walters. Catherine McDonnell as Christy Baxter and Constable Grayson. Tom Burt as Alex White and Constable Helms. Steve Moresca as Sergeant Peel. Sean Fleurl as Joel Masters and Murray Braverman. Ellen Graham as Doris Baxter. Christopher Bond as Jerry Baxter. Craig Walker as the narrator and April Pressler as the librarian. Parts recorded at SideQuest Studios were engineered by Elliot J. O'Neill and parts recorded at The Brain Recording Studios were engineered by Clayton Segalov. Copyright 2020, SideQuest Studios, all rights reserved. For more information and additional content, please visit our website, www.pulpfuryradio.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Pulp Fury Radio. All right, take it away, BT. Next time on Pulp Fury Radio, we offer you a ticket to board a train as it winds its way through the snowy French Alps. A journey that will see seven strangers trapped together, one of them a criminal and one of them a killer. I am Inspector Thomas Page of Interpol. Do any of you recognize the woman cuffed to my arm? Yeah, ma, die Wölfin von Meidanek. Five minutes to find out just which one of you is a traitor working with this Nazi. We've gone over everybody's story, and as far as we can tell, everyone is who they say they are. Oh, I see. So, we wait to see who dies next to narrow down the search. Stay back. (laughs) Join us next time on Pulp Fury Radio, when we bring you a tale of suspense and thrills in a story entitled... The last known sighting of Irma Strauss.